Hello, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, both a podcast and magazine on medium that's grounded in self-examination and leadership. Now, I believe as LGBTQ plus people, we can harness our self-awareness to demonstrate our necessary and creative role in society. And I seek to help others promote thoughtful dialogue to improve humanity and equal rights for everyone. So I'm a very strong advocate of critiquing the status quo, challenging the heteronormative patriarchy, prejudice, bigotry, radicalized ideologies, and I hope to offer solutions instead of simply ranting that will create a more loving and accepting world. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm committing to a challenge a 365-day queer publishing challenge. Now, it's it's interesting to me. There's been some things that have just lined up in the last while. In the last couple of weeks, I've spent a lot of time looking at how I've been working and doing the different things that I do in my day, uh, between writing, podcasting, coaching, uh, doing sales for LGBTQ media. I, you know, everything I'm doing is primarily LGBTQ. And we all have different times of the day in which we do certain work the best. So I, I looked back and I looked at my calendar from the beginning of the year, middle year, and what I've been doing lately and how efficient things were and, you know, Simple things like, when's the best time for me to go to the gym? When's the best time for me to do my writing? When's the best time to do different types of tasks that as the day goes on, we simply are not as efficient in our processing of thoughts and in making bigger decisions. So I need to wait the early part of my day to be first and foremost for me, creative, And the reason for me is that I don't have as much other clutter in my mind. I haven't made many other decisions. And if I'm going to be writing or reading or researching in the morning, I'm actually not making many decisions. I've probably set myself up the night before for what it is I intend to do. And I literally just fall into it as if I'm having a relaxing bath or just floating in a in a beautiful warm tranquil ocean i'm just in the experience and literally in flow state so i planned i broke things down i have created a a a calendar that i'm normally quite resistant to so when i look at my calendar every block of time is filled up it doesn't mean i have to follow that perfectly It just means that I've scheduled, this is when I should be doing this task for this block of time. It's called time chunking. And if you work as an entrepreneur, as I do, it's the best and most efficient way to know what you should be doing when and allowing gaps throughout the week, throughout the month, or perhaps having a specific day to do certain things like I'm following a profit-first accounting system, so I'm supposed to look at uh, my numbers and do transfers and payments on the 10th and the 25th of the month just to create that frequency. But not to get too off track, 
all of this preparation and planning and thinking about scheduling and what I want to do and not worrying about, oh my God, it's the new year or new year's resolutions and what are my goals? I know I really only have one significant goal and everything else falls underneath that so eloquently. So the planning work it was just the first part of a very significant serendipity. Now, last Thursday on my way home from visiting my partner's family, sitting on uh, the GO train, as it's called, the Government of Ontario Transit System, I'm sitting there and I just had this idea. I thought to myself, like, what would happen if I wrote and published every single day for the next year? Now, I knew this would accomplish many significant things for me, and that includes things like... Uh, while I'm working on the way of queer leadership, showing that work, demonstrating that I'm doing that work, and but just showing the parts of it as it progresses. There's nothing that I have to hide here, right? It's not like, oh, all of a sudden, after two years of work, I didn't tell you, but I've got this great new book. And it's the showing allows for such an expansion of other opportunities that I may not have been privy to otherwise. It will keep me on track, for the, the amount of reading and the research that I need to do, and then the, the writing out of the different ideas, and then the different days that I'll focus on just trying to write another subchapter or complete a chapter or whatever the case may be. You know, and sharing my work publicly is very different than just boring to tears my partner, who does want to hear about it, but he's got his other stuff. He can't be the only person I share this information with. But I also know what works best for me to create new opportunities. And that's publishing my thoughts, sharing my ideas on my publication, on Medium, Think Queerly, and doing a new podcast like this. Or maybe here and there doing a video or a Facebook Live, but video is my least favorite medium for communicating. I feel much freer doing what I'm doing right now because I feel like I'm actually having a conversation even though it's only one-sided. I feel this is more personal and more intimate, and I feel I can really get into the heart of um, what I want to say and share. So then this week on on Monday, the uh, yesterday, the the, the 30th of December, um, I get very few newsletter subscriptions. There's only a few people that I follow, and I actually just unsubscribed to two newsletters today. But Steve... Pavlina, I, I think he has the tagline on his website, um, personal growth for smart people. He's a highly intelligent man and he's been doing this for I don't know how long. I've been following him for I think it's probably closer to 15 years. And whenever he publishes, I usually read his work that day. So the timing of his latest post couldn't have been better. It's called 365-Day Challenges. Now, he's spoken about doing 30 and 90-day challenges and the different ones that he's done, and he has his own coaching groups here and there, and he's done experiments to you know, see how these things work. So he announced that he decided to blog every day in 2020. I thought to myself, really? <laughs> okay, what a perfect sign that you know the universe is lining up and conspiring Inspiring to help me make this very same decision. And I hadn't mentioned a word of this to Christian, and I, I spoke about it to him, and he just said, you should do it. 
you know, he gave me a lot more uh, feedback and he was reiterating things that maybe I've shared with him in the past. And, but it was one more validation that I needed, um, just to realize that my fear of doing it is the reason enough to do it. And that the character stature that I want from this experience is of someone who will come full circle to publishing a book about queer leadership, to being seen or recognized as, as a, an LGBTQ thought leader. And, you know, there's a, there's a long backstory and just the very shortest version of it is that uh, I shouldn't say I failed, but in my master's, when I studied in Germany for a year, I was seeking to do um, what would now be called queer research. It wasn't at that time, uh, since this was 1991 and 1992, but I wasn't able to do it. And I, it was disheartening and it, it broke my spirit for a couple of years, actually, when I finally withdrew from my master's that I wasn't able to do this. And now here I am, like literally 20 years later, not doing the same thesis topic, of course, but working towards something that has always been a core part of who I am and my identity. So I was thinking about doing work like this. Often people say it's a discipline. Well, discipline, or they use discipline in a negative way, right? Like, oh, you're not disciplined enough. Well, oh, do you really think you can write every single day? Do you have that discipline? Well, Discipline only means remaining true to who I already am. I'll say it again. Discipline only means remaining true to who I already am. It's not about forcing myself to do something that I don't like or don't aspire to accomplish. This actually 366-day challenge, because it's a leap year, <laughs> will force me to take many more risks that I might not have otherwise. I'm going to have to write more quickly. I'm going to have to edit more quickly. I, I don't want to make you know horrible, grievous errors, but I'm just going to have to put my work out there more succinctly, more quickly. I'm going to have to speak, in some cases, more off the cuff. And I might have to write shorter pieces, which I'm not quite used to. But it doesn't have to mean that I have to sit down and create a piece of content and publish it every single day. I might have a day where I do two or three posts, or I write something and do a video, or I do a recording for a podcast, and then the next day I publish the podcast, and the following day I publish an article that's related to the podcast. For me as an entrepreneur and being a content creator, the best social media strategy is to continually put my work out there so that I remain top of mind with those people who are interesting, interested in the ideas that I have to share. And I'm not concerned about being perfect. <clears throat> the practice itself any practice, any new habit, the practice for this goal to publish every, uh, every day for 2020 is in and of itself far more important than the actual end goal, the end point of, did I check the box 366 times? Did I cross an X through on my calendar for every single day of 2020? 
It doesn't matter if I fail or complete the goal. It just doesn't. It's the journey of every single step, every single day, moving closer towards publishing my book or however it manifests. And it's simply a plan to move forward, something that I can willingly discipline myself to commit to because it's who I am. It allows me to remain focused on my greatest intention, to aspire to my inspiration and to share my work and ideas as a queer thought leader and a messenger for change because I'm working to be the change and the changes that I want to see in the world. So this sharing of my work as it progresses is is just the personal discipline and the commitment to myself. And this is not to be hubristic, not to be egotistical. Uh, was it Sunday night? No, it was actually Monday night. Yesterday, I was reading the final chapter of The Tao of Abundance by Lawrence G. Bolt, who I've mentioned several times. I... I think this might be the most important book I own in my library, and this is my second time reading it. So the final chapter is about creativity and nature and how the Taoists view it. And a single line just jumped out at me. The question isn't, what do I want to be? The question is, am I being what I am? I'll read it again because it's very powerful from a personal growth and a planning perspective. And especially right now at the beginning of January when people are thinking, oh, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? Do I want to change careers? What do I want to accomplish? The question is not, what do I want to be? The question is, am I being what I am? So I've always been queer-minded. I've always been focused on LGBTQ rights and visibility. I've always been reading in this area. And when I felt least myself was the, the last few years when I was doing fitness and nutrition coaching, work that I was exceptionally good at, but I wasn't expressing my queer identity all the time. This is who I am. This is what I need for me to be what I am. And speaking about this and writing about this and developing a an idea over time excites and scares me because it's a normal and healthy fear. It's like, oh, I have to learn something new and then I have to figure out how this ties in with my other ideas so that this becomes my own idea. But doing this work keeps me thinking critically and leading queerly and understanding continuously. What does that mean? And, and why is it important to me? And why should it be important to others? Another way of sort of putting this is my greatest freedom is being who I am, especially when I am most afraid to be so. 
Fear can be viewed as the experience of knowing you are about to embark on being most authentically yourself. Right? Think about the times you've been afraid to do something new. I don't mean bungee jumping. I mean a life-altering, life-changing, or significant life decision like going to university or taking a new career path. Um, You know, that's the only reason we are afraid is, I think, mostly because we spend too much time worrying about the opinions of others, family, friends. And there's nothing wrong with talking things out with people who will truly listen and truly support you and truly encourage you and and also give you fair warning if they think maybe something you're about to do is is going to physically or emotionally harm you but if it is only the opinion of someone else then be who you are and ignore the critics who are allowing themselves to be held back by their own fears, which are basically the same fears as your own. So this is not a call to action. But is there a 30 or a 60, 90 or a 365 day challenge that you want for yourself this year that would really reinforce being who you are? And by reinforcing who you already are, you're developing an even greater capacity about that uniqueness that is you, that creative potential that is you. You know, this is going to be the best way for me to connect with and meet new people sharing my work on the way of queer leadership and a a fantastic way to receive helpful feedback and constructive criticism. I look forward to the outcome, but I'm not attached to the result. Which means you're going to be reading and hearing a lot more of me, so get ready. Happy New Year, and keep thinking queerly. (laughs) 